welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Friday of the 23rd week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, by whom we are redeemed, and receive adoption. Look graciously upon your beloved sons and daughters, that those who believe in Christ may receive true freedom and an everlasting inheritance. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. I do not boast of preaching the gospel, since it is a duty which has been laid on me. I should be punished if I did not preach it. If I had chosen this work myself, I might have been paid for it, but as I have not, it is a responsibility which has been put into my hands. Do you know what my reward is? It is this. In my preaching, to be able to offer the good news free and not insist on the rights which the gospel gives me. So though I am not a slave of any man, I have made myself the slave of everyone, so as to win as many as I could. I made myself all things to all men in order to save some at any cost. And I still do this, for the sake of the gospel, to have a share in its blessing. All the runners at the stadium are trying to win, but only one of them gets the prize. You must run in the same way, meaning to win. All the fighters at the games go into strict training. They do this just to win a wreath that will wither away. But we do it for a wreath that will never wither. That is how I run, intent on winning. That is how I fight, not beating the air. I treat my body hard and make it obey me. For having been an announcer myself, I should not want to be disqualified. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. My soul is longing and yearning, is yearning for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my soul ring out their joy to God, the living God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. The sparrow finds herself a home, and the swallow a nest for her brood. She lays her young by your altars, Lord of hosts, my King and my God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. They are happy who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. They are happy whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the roads to Zion. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. For the Lord God is a rampart, a shield. He will give us his favour and glory. The Lord will not refuse any good to those who walk without blame. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. Alleluia, alleluia. Your word, O Lord, is truth. Make us holy in the truth. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told a parable to the disciples. Can one blind man guide another? Surely both will fall into a pit. The disciple is not superior to his teacher. The fully trained disciple will always be like his teacher. Why do you observe the splinter in your brother's eye and never notice the plank in your own? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the splinter that is in your eye when you cannot see the plank in your own. Hypocrite. Take the plank out of your own eye first, and then you will see clearly enough to take out the splinter that is in your brother's eye. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Gospel that we have today, um, we get these tiny little vignettes. Jesus gives this little picture and then moves on. One blind guy leading another, falling into a pit. Then we get this other picture of a fully trained disciple imitating his teacher. And then we get this rather ridiculous image of a man with a plank in his own eye trying to remove the splinter in his brother's eye. Now, I think at first glance, these three little images um, seem somewhat independent of each other. And yet, I think you kind of need to read it a little bit like a comic. You know, you've got three individual cells and each of these individual pictures informs the other. And you kind of, you know, need to read them as a bit of a whole. So let's take a quick look at the first picture and and see how it informs the other two. Now, this image of um, a blind man leading another. I, I think... You know, for the longest time when I'd sort of imagined what that would look like, I had in my mind, you know, two blind people trying to find their way forward together, 
kind of groping in the dark. But that's not actually what Jesus says. It's not, you know, sort of two blind people acknowledging that they're both blind and and, and still trying to sort of inch their way forward carefully and, and still falling into a pit. That's not what Jesus says. He says, can one blind man guide another? Now, stop and think about that for a second. If one blind man is being led by another... Well, it's because the blind man who is doing the leading gives the impression that he can see. The other blind man can't tell that the other bloke is as blind as he is, but he trusts his voice, and the bloke who's trying to lead is just being utterly deceptive. He's either ignorant of his own blindness, or he's lying to the other bloke. But the disastrous effects is the same in both cases. They fall into the pit. One blind man leading another, there's one bloke who's just an outright liar. He's pretending to know things that he doesn't actually know. Okay, now when we go to the third picture then, this image of a man with a plank in his own eye to observe the splinter in his brothers, um, we can kind of see the same sort of dynamic going on. If you've got a plank in your own eye, It completely obscures your vision. Of course you can't see anything. But the bloke who's trying to take the splinter out of his friend's eye, well, he's pretending. He's pretending that he can see the splinter. The instruction that he gives to the one with the plank in his eye is to remove it so that he can see clearly, so that his vision isn't obstructed, and so that this effort in order to help the other is in fact going to be efficacious. See, here's the thing. In both situations, there's this attempt to help the other, the blind man leading the other blind man, the man with the plank in the eye trying to take the splinter out of his friend's eye. But it doesn't work, of course, because, you know, in both cases, they're blind. In fact, I mean, not only does it not work for the guy with the plank in his eye, for the one who's trying to lead his friend, even though he's blind, like it actually leads to them both falling into a hole. Like, this help is not helpful. In fact, this help is turning out to be somewhat destructive. Why is that? Because you're either lying to yourself in thinking that you're not blind, or you're lying to your friend in hoping that he doesn't notice that you actually are blind. Now, this is a little bit reminiscent of... um, what happens in John's gospel, you know, the healing of the man born blind. It's, it's sort of a, a lengthy story that happens in the ninth chapter of John's gospel. Um, and, you know, after the man is healed and, you know, he's interrogated by the um, Pharisees, Jesus finishes off by saying, it's for judgment that I've come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. And then some Pharisees standing there, they say, what, are we blind too? And Jesus said, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. See, here's the thing, you know, Jesus has come to heal the blind. The problem, though, is for those who actually being blind, go around convincing people that they can actually see, which makes their help not only unhelpful, but potentially also destructive, blind, leading the blind, those with planks in their eyes trying to take the splinters out of their friend's eyes. 
Hypocrites, says Jesus. That's the problem. And let's face it, at this point, Jesus is talking to his disciples, right? And it's here that I think the second middle picture of our comic strip comes into um, sharper relief. The disciple is not superior to his teacher. The fully trained disciple will always be like his teacher. The invitation to the disciple is imitation. To be a follower. To be like the master. And so we don't put ourselves in the position of being masters. We don't walk around trying to convince people that we can see and that we have sight. No, no, no. As fellow disciples, we turn to the Lord Jesus as the one who can truly give sight. How easy it is for us to put ourselves in the place of the master and to walk around pointing out other people's shortcomings, to offer unsolicited solutions to problems which we think we understand but probably don't. The problem here isn't being blind, it's being willfully blind and wanting to lead others despite our blindness and wanting to convince others of our ability to see when in fact it really might not be there. So what do we do? we got to return to being disciples, clinging to the Lord who is the one who really can take the plank out of our eye because he can see. The one who can truly lead us because he's not blind. He is the master and we imitate him. The hypocrisy is not to be found in being blind. The hypocrisy is found in trying to convince other people that we can see. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick.
At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.